Good afternoon, church family and viewing audience. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you once again for joining me for this uh, midweek manna Christmas special. I'd like to open up with a word of prayer and offer some thoughts for us this day. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, I, I pray that our uh, Christmas was uh, a, a rich one uh, this year, O oh God, rich in that it was filled with uh, your Holy Spirit, rich in that it was filled, Lord, with uh, your love that uh, comes with uh, family, uh, friends, uh, the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh God, I, I pray that you offer, Lord, uh, us each and every day, Lord, your uh, gentle hand, Lord, upon uh, our lives, upon, Lord, our shoulders, upon, Lord, our, our foreheads as a, as a very... Uh, gentle reminder uh, as a very loving reminder lord that we are not alone lord guide us direct us lord inspire us lord through your heavenly and almighty power we ask this in jesus holy name amen and amen just a, a couple of thoughts as we uh, move from uh, Christmas now into uh, a new year, certainly with 2020 being uh, what what it has been, it has uh, truly been uh, stressful and trying uh, on us all. So I, I just wanted to offer these thoughts as we uh, now move from uh, Christmas Day into uh, what uh, it will be for 2021. So. A few things here I wanted to mention. So C.S. Lewis, the great storyteller and theologian, uh, once, once said this, Love is not an affectionate feeling, but a steady wish for the loved person's ultimate good as far as it can be obtained. Now, although butterflies are nice when it comes to working within a biblical framework of love, Paul, the Apostle Paul that is, lists 16 traits of love in his first letter to the church in Corinth. That being from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. And the butterflies aren't even mentioned once. Now there is a reason why you don't get a medal when you come in fourth place, right? The effort was noteworthy, but it wasn't admirable. So what about coming in 17th place? Well, literally nothing happens. You're not mentioned and are forgotten. And you probably would prefer it that way, right? Now under biblical scrutiny, if butterflies were to compete the only competition it would qualify for would be one of the 17 seasons on The Biggest Loser, right? Joking aside, when stripped of all of its usual sentimentality, love is in fact a commitment. Nothing more, nothing less. Sometimes a Christmas retrospective is necessary before we break into a new year. 
Just in case we miss the point this year, the point is that the incarnation is not just a gift for our consumption as an end in itself. It is to bring illumination and to be a light for our path. The heart of Christmas is the culmination of God's commitment to us and our commitment to God. If we see the nativity scene free of our usual holiday nostalgia, the dust will clear and we will see a people of God answering the call of God out of their fierce love for God. I believe we can glean two profound lessons about the nature of love from our scripture, particularly from the birth story of Christ. First is this. Love is a fierce commitment to the other, even at great cost or loss. They say hindsight is twenty twenty, But Mary didn't have that luxury as we do today when we contemplate her story. We know that Jesus was born supernaturally out of water in the Spirit, but culturally, most believe that Jesus was in fact born out of wedlock. Before Mary was given the name the Blessed Mother, or Blessed is Mary, the Mother of God, her name was in fact scandalous. In her cultural context, all Mary had was her good name. And answering the call of God meant that she could not only lose her name, but also be discarded by society for the remainder of her life. Mary answered the call of God even at great personal cost because, listen, of her fierce love for God. Second, love requires a vulnerability that we would rather avoid but must courageously embrace. Can you imagine what was going on in Joseph's head when Mary broke the news to him? God impregnated you? Sure he did. Joseph probably settled on the theory that Mary had a moment of weakness with some other man. Someone who had now left him with a wife or a wife-to-be, rather, who is pregnant. So he decided to divorce Mary secretly, the Scripture says, because he didn't want to make her life any dimmer than it was going to be. Then the most unexpected thing happened. An angel visited him in a divine dream, confirming Mary's holy testimony. Most would mistakenly assume that it was this that should have helped resolve the deep conflict within Joseph's heart, when it actually drove it in deeper. Although Joseph was now filled in on God's redemptive work, it didn't absolve him of the ramifications. The call of God is an invitation to, in fact, a, a divine conspiracy. Only heaven would know Joseph was an honorable man, answering the call of God out of his fierce love for God and for Mary. 
Now, everyone else, of course, saw something entirely different. And so a conspiracy, it became. It became. Others saw a man marrying a scandalous girl in, in this marriage coming up to cover up something that happened that they were not proud of because of his disgrace. Joseph was undeniably a man after God's own heart, just like his great-grandfather, David. In the eyes of the world, the apple could not have fallen further from the tree. But to heaven, the apple was so much closer than anyone else would ever know. Joseph's love for God and his new bride required, this is important, courage. Lots of abundant courage. Most men could in fact only dream of. It required a vulnerability that he would rather have avoided, but that he instead chose to courageously embrace for the sake of his own call. So as we approach this new year of 2021, perhaps a good Christmas retrospective is to not reflect on the Christmas event itself, but rather the invitation it brings, you see. The invitation to something that is found in this birth narrative. The heart of the Christmas story centers on a godly couple who ferociously pursued God's call, which resulted in saving the world from the darkest hour and a breakthrough of marvelous light. So let me ask you, are you pursuing the call of God in your own life? And has your Christianity, in fact, become too comfortable? The last time we checked. Christmas had nothing to do with comfort and everything to do with the people of God pursuing the call of God for their fierce love for God. Give that some thought in these closing days of 2020. I think it will do some good. And maybe this is the very time uh, the very moment, the very day that you rededicate your life to God. That in fact, this is the day that you allow the Holy Spirit to work on you and to revitalize your love, a fierce love for Christ. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, You are love. God is love. Jesus is love. Lord, I pray that that speaks to us this day, that a recommitment might be the very thing that You are placing on our hearts this day. Lord, that we no longer give you our second best, we no longer in this new year will put you on the back burner, but be totally committed to you. Because you love us, 
And we know that now in a deeper and more satisfying way. If that is so, Lord, I pray that we love you as you love us with a fierce kind of love. Guide us and direct us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed and have a happy new year. Take care.